All right, just a little reality check. Two weeks exactly till Christmas. So just, I don't know if you're a procrastinator or you already got all your stuff done, but you better get out there if you're one of, like me. Uh, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I kind of do some here, and then I realize I'm in panic mode because I haven't got the rest. So then it's like, um, I, I love this. I was just going to share this. Um, as, as I was coming up to Christmas, a young boy is praying upstairs while his mother sits by him and his dad and grandma are downstairs. He prays, Lord, I pray for a train set, a remote control car, and a new bike. He says, you don't have to shout, dear. He was shouting. I didn't make that shout. You don't have to shout, dear, says the mother. God's not deaf. He said, the little boy said, I know, but Grandma is. <laughs> so... You don't have to shout at the Lord, but you might need to get a little bit louder in front of, you know, your mom, dad, whoever else you want some, uh, to give them a little clue on what is going on. Um, so be prepared. Two weeks. And I, I think two of you have said this, but remember on Christmas we are going to do a Christmas service, but it starts at 11. So if you come at 10, we'll put you to work. You can do some praying. You can do some getting everything together. But if you come at 11, that's when we'll start. Well, maybe, yeah, 10.45. Yeah, 10.45 we're starting. <laughs> 11 o'clock, we're going to start Christmas morning. Um, really, it's, it's funny. Um, Lee and I were going to do some uh, tag teaming today, and Lord really only gave me somewhat of an introduction, and Lord's given her some really cool words in relationship to it. It's been funny, uh, Daniel, the last two weeks, to watch Daniel Wheeler come in uh, downstairs. We usually pray downstairs, and so... You know, he, he comes in, and I could tell, man, he's like, he's like, you know, doing this. And you can tell when somebody, like, when, you're, when you know you got the word, you know, you, you, know, you kind of just get into worship, and you just pray. But, man, he's just sitting there going like this. And I go, oh, man, what? And I can tell. That the last few weeks, he's come and said, I have this awesome word, but I cannot give it. Like, this is, like, crazy, like, how the Lord has done it. And, um the Lord just really began to speak to me. It's kind of interesting. I don't know if you remember uh, at the beginning of the year, really Rick started us out with a word on hearing. And then we went into kind of a teaching, a little bit of a teaching series on hearing. So it felt like the Lord said, I've taught about hearing, but I'm going to make sure you're hearing. Make sure I'm, you're hearing what I'm speaking. And I feel like the Lord really gave two specific words last, the last two weeks. And Leah is going to continue that on but really, they're rhema words. I don't know if you remember, rhema words is a spoken word. It's like when God wants to say something, declare something. There's logos, which is a written word, and there's rhema, which is a spoken word. You know, when he says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, that's rhema. Like he's speaking something to you, and your faith gets energized. And so I hope the last two weeks that your faith has been energized because it has in mind. I mean, we've also had some really good words from Ben and Danielle in relationship to the, the church ruling and reigning, to thankfulness, to some other ones that have come forth. But the last two weeks have been interesting because Daniel, even though he struggled through, <laughs> not, he wanted to share his other word because I know when you prepared three weeks on something, you kind of want to get it out because you're just there. You're in it. But God really spoke two words. It's kind of interesting, you know, just this area. Are we hearing, number one? And do you, we've said, do you hear what I hear? You know, do you hear what I hear? You could take that two ways. Do you hear what God is hearing? Or I could be saying it to you. Do you hear what I am hearing? So I just, I'm going to say, are you hearing what I hope that we're hearing what the body should be hearing? 
And the two interesting words is the last two Sundays. It's interesting to think about the interaction with, think about Zacharias, Mary, Joseph, and the shepherds. All four of those. Do you remember what the first thing that the Lord spoke out of his mouth to them when he approached them in the Christmas story? Don't be what? Don't be afraid. So what was Daniel's first word to us two weeks ago? Take courage. Take courage. Anytime you're going to hear the word of God, you've got to take courage. Like you've got to put some courage behind it because sometimes it's going to be what? Something you can't do. Something you can't, you're not even, you're like, oh my gosh, how's that going to happen? You know, like Zacharias was like, there ain't no way, you know, and then he got mute. It was like Mary, he's like, she's like, I don't know how it's going to happen, you know, all those things. So the, the reality is that, you know, the first thing is to take courage. So the Lord was saying that to us this past week. The second reality uh, he talked last week was just our response, like, like I was just saying. Mary's response, I mean, Zacharias' response was, uh, I'm too old, there's no way this is happening. And he got, you know, he was mute for until uh, Jesus was, or for a while. John, what did I say? <laughs> John was born, sorry. Until John was born. Um, but, and then, you know, the reality uh, also, um, think about Mary's response. You know, Mary, he said, you're going to have a child, all this stuff, and all of a sudden she just said what? I don't know how it's going to happen, but let it be done according to what? Your word. Like, I am saying the yes and amen. I, I don't know what that looks like. I, don't, I can't control it. I can't make it, make it work by myself. I can't figure it all out, but be it done according to your word. And then, uh, you know, the shepherds just said, where's he at? <laughs> they made haste to it. They're like, let's go find out what, when, they, when Jesus came and spoke, I mean, when the angel came and spoke to them, and she said, don't be afraid, and all this other stuff. And they said, all right, let's go, you know. Those are those responses, and I know Leah is going to uh, tag on to that. But I really felt like this, the word he gave also about shaking and shifting. We've been in a, maybe, a, maybe you personally or maybe the church corporately has been in a time of shaking. But the Lord said it's a time of shifting, you know, shifting to like he gave the example of being at the Red Sea, you know, there's a shaking behind you because you've heard, you hear the, you know, the ch chariots and all the things coming down on you. You see what's before you that you can't cross unless God does something big. And you take your staff and you stick it in the water. Also, you know, shift, and God's shifting us through a place. Now, the problem is, I don't know if you ever, uh, I own a manual that if I might need to get, be getting rid of because I don't like uh, driving a manual versus an automatic. Because the reality is for an a man, automatic, you just get in the car and you do what? You just hit the gas, all right? But our, our Christian life isn't like that. Our Christian life is like a manual. You know, we're going to get into first gear, and all of a sudden, we're going to get to a place where anybody ever get in that place in life where you feel like you're just, I'm not going anywhere. It's like 10 miles an hour. I can't, well, shift. Oh, whoa, okay, there we go. That, that, that helps, you know, so... There's a facet that God's going to empower us to begin to shift, you know, into the gears that God, the Holy Spirit gears in our life. You know, there's, there's this facet that, you know, automatic, you know, I think God didn't give us an automatic because he knows, he knows we like the cruise control. Everybody, he, he, we like that. I like that, but I get lost in it. And so I just wanted to kind of set Leah up in this in, in relationship to the words she's bringing as well because... I think God's given her a word of, all right, so what about the shifting? Like, how do we, what does that look like? How is it, how do we respond? 
you know, to these words that we're hearing? How do I take courage and then uh, respond in a way that's going to bring life and health to, to, my, to, to me? And, and I think, too, you know, I just think about, come on up here, I'm going to get you, come on up. And I'm going to pray for her, but I think it's too, one of the words that God has given us over the, the, I think this past year is just revelation in relationship to co-airing um, women in relationship to just our, our heart and my, my life. And so I, I just thank God. God's really over these past probably three or four years, God's just really been teaching me about this co-airing thing, that it's, man, this is a together thing. This is us together as one. And I love the body of Christ because of that, you know, because we're, we all have pieces to that. And so I just think, I just want to pray that over her and in this place. So Lord, I just thank you, God, again, for just co-airing with my wife and also co-airing with the grace of God with everyone in this body, men and women, children. Lord, we just thank you that we're one. God, we can speak as one, we can declare as one, and we can say, uh, see your kingdom come as one. And so, Lord, we bless her and we bless the, 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 the word again that's coming forth and empower us, Lord, to, to really shift the gear, God, and move forward, Lord, God, just where we've been stuck or we've been kind of revenant in our life, God, just I just pray this revelation gives us the ability to shift, God, and go to where you're going in the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hey, let me just say one quick thing. Y'all, I just want to say one thing before I hand off the phone. Uh, the phone. <laughs> the mic to Leah is that, yeah, this couple, um, they, I don't know if you realize this, they've been here from the very beginning, the, the whole time. So could you stand with me as we welcome Leah to bring the word this morning and show her some appreciation. Woo! trying to make it easy. Yeah. <laughs> You'll understand that in just a second. Um, wow. I'm having some issue with my voice this morning, which is kind of interesting. But um, of course, I w this whole theme of do you hear what I hear? Um, of course, I'm going to look down at this paper a lot because I feel like the Lord's kind of given me some specific statements that if I don't read them off of here, I will mess them up. So I laugh because they're all, everyone talks about you know, different people, like some people having a nothing box. Like, I don't have that box. Like, I feel like I am always on the all. It's everything is going on in my mind. So I have to have notes or we will all be in trouble. <clears throat> but I kept on hearing a, so do you hear what I hear? Awakening a response to what we hear. Awakening a response to what we hear. Um, it's kind of funny. I went to bed last night and we were trying to talk about like what we were doing today and I was like I finally looked at Mitch I'm like I've got to go to sleep because this I'm just kind of going down a deep hill because I am not hearing anything right now so I went to sleep probably in the middle of the night I had one of those dreams that I felt like I had like for years after I graduated from tech I would have this dream that I woke up and there was a class that I didn't drop out of, and it was an ex it was, there was an exam, like this panic, you know. I had those, I mean, for probably at least 10 years after I graduated from, I mean, what in the world? But last night, I had this, um, I had this dream that, that we were in some, it wasn't here, but it was in some church building and Mitch was going up to introduce me. 
and I can't find my notes anywhere. And I'm thinking, I'm trying to like tell him, just go, just get the word because I have nothing. <laughs> but that was my dream last night. But I did wake up at five in the morning, which is kind of a typical time now because our cat has decided that's the time he wants to go outside. So I woke up at five and, and answered a prayer. I just, like the Lord just started kind of speaking things. And so everything started shifting into a better place that has some understanding. So I'm going to make Mitch uncomfortable right now because I, if you, you don't have to stand. But if you can stand, this is kind of part of what I'm doing. If you could stand up. And this scripture we've read um, probably over and over for the last several months. And I just really feel like, like this is what the Lord is declaring. And, of course, it's the season, too. But the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. Those who live in a dark land, the light will shine on them. You shall multiply the nation. You shall increase their gladness. They will be glad in your presence as with the gladness of harvest. As men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For you shall break the yoke of their burden and staff on their shoulders. The rod of their oppressor as at the battle of Midian. For every boot of the booted warrior to the battle tumult and cloaked rolled in blood will be for burning, fuel for the fire. For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. So y'all can sit down. If you want to stand, you can continue stand. But I just felt like, like that's a response. Now, maybe we were all doing a similar response, but I just feel like, like when we were, there's something to responding. There's just something to responding. And, um, and that might be more of an outward response. I just felt like the Lord was just really trying to get to this place of like, what, what's going on on the inside? Because I feel like I can hear something, but it's how I perceive it and hear. It's going to affect how I respond to something. So those are some of the questions. You know, what am I hearing how do I perceive inside what I hear? How do I respond to what I hear and perceive? Um, and really, our responses can show us where we are hearing and receiving what is around us. And an example of this, this is kind of a, a funny thing. I've realized in the last probably six or seven months that like, I'm in a situation and I have this response and I'm thinking, what? what is going on in me? Like, this is a little bit ridiculous. So, of course, Kaylee and Kenzie, we just, we're, we're finishing, was it 13 years? Tw four, 14 years of homeschooling this summer. <laughs> Kenzie will graduate in May. Of course, Kaylee's already graduated. But Caleb and Kristen have entered the public school system. So sixth grade and ninth grade kind of this shocker. Everyone was shocked. We were shocked. We were five days late putting them in. 
because it's what the Lord had spoken to us, and we were obedient to that. So it's kind of been a big shift of season. So I take Kristen to school in the morning because it's gotten cold and she doesn't want to wait at the bus stop. But So I drop her off, and this particular day, Mitch never goes with it, but he went with me this day. And so there are lines of cars pulling up, and you've got to stop, and they want you to stop in this particular place so that it's right where the administrator's at. So I know the whole drill. This probably maybe two weeks into it. So we're pulling up, and this car stops, and I could tell, like, they're unloading, like, a bunch of different things. So I went to go. So one lady is telling me to come. So I went to go around, and then the, the administrator, like, the administrator is like, stop. So I'm like, I'm, like, panicked. And I'm, I'm almost like, oh, my gosh. Like, I just feel like a middle schooler that has been rebuked. So we're driving away, and I'm, I'm almost laughing within myself, like, what is going on? I, like, I wanted to cry. Like, I felt like a big failure. And so I'm, I'm telling Mitch this. I'm like, I don't know. Well, <laughs> there's an issue <laughs> because I shouldn't feel this way. And so probably three weeks later, same, same deal. But this, it's not where I'm dropping off. So I've, I've pulled out. And, of course, that time of the morning through downtown Christiansburg, there is tons of traffic. And so I usually pick the easiest way to go that has the right of way. So I pick the stoplight way. So several of those stoplights, they're just lines of buses. So it can take a while to get through some of the lights. So I was sitting down, and I just happened to glance. I got a little distracted and glanced. I was glancing down, reading something. And all of a sudden, like, this car behind me has, is laying on the horn. Like, and not letting up on the horn. Of course, I'm, I'm pretty quick. In the car, I'm a quick starter. I like to get where I'm going within the speed limit, but so I'm, I'm caught up. I'm caught up with the car in front of me, but they just happened to run a yellow light, so then I had to stop at the light. Well, the person behind me, they have not stopped laying on the horn. Now, there are people everywhere, I mean, because it's all this traffic, so my first response was not very good, which kind of, I was like, wow, I don't think I've ever thought that before, but anyway, I like... <laughs> I, I did drop that, you know. I dropped that, and but I, so so still honking. So the light turns green, still honking. Follows me to the next light, still honking. Follows me to the next light. I mean, still honking. But I, all of a sudden, I'm like, I, I felt like the shame. Like, I'm, in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, I shouldn't have been looking down. I mean, I'm like, my, like, performance, my, the fact that someone, of course, it kind of scared me. I'm like, if they're this upset about that, something's got to be going on. <laughs> like, like, that's a little scary. But they finally did pass me and stop honking. But anyway, it, it was just this, there's something, I'm like, okay, my response, there's something inside of me that is just a little bit off. And um, see, and I'm gonna watch the. I'm I'm a time person too, so y'all be excited about that. But and I didn't eat very much for breakfast, so that'll help us out too. But anyway, so anyway, this this season of time for me has been. I, I really have felt stuck. Like the last couple years, every fall, I look at Mitch. I was like, I want to quit everything. 
I don't know what to do. I've just felt stuck. It's been a dry, it's been hard. Um, and I'm just miserable, like, okay, why am I so miserable? And of course, I'm thinking, okay, I'm 45, so this must be my midlife crisis. <laughs> Notice the bigger print of the paper. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, just this place of, okay, I'm just, I'm really struggling, just really struggling. And we had a, uh, it was when Chris and Craig were in, I guess, in September. And, and during worship, I just remember that Sunday just thinking, like, gosh, like, I've, I've been even so stuck in worship where, like, I'm there and I'm worshiping, but I'm praying for everything else. And I'm, you know, weighted down by responsibility. And I'm not, I'm just not receiving from the Lord. And I know that's not his heart. Like, his, his heart is not for me to come and to be a slave. His heart is for me to come and be a daughter and to receive from him. And so I, in this, I really found myself just bowing to things I was not created to bow to. And I don't know if that's something, you know, that you, you find yourself, you're submitting, you're being intimidated, you're, you're giving yourself to things that we're not created to give ourselves to. And I'd put my hope and my focus on and I just felt like the Lord just told me just to list these off. So these are the things I felt like the Lord just started revealing, you know, that my hope was in circumstances, you know, the opinions of man, the opinions of myself, you know, what I believe others think of me. Because a lot of times that's what it is. Like we don't really know what other people think, but we, we have a belief system of what they think. What I believe God thinks about me. A lot of times we're stuck. Me. Even forgiveness, oh, God forgives me, but we don't forgive ourselves because we're, we're stuck in that place. Um, and just in general, what I think of me and just measuring myself according to what I believed were my failures. And I think you come to that place where maybe after, you know, 45 years, you're like looking and you're thinking, what? <laughs> what have I done? You know, other than changing, I don't know how many hundreds of diapers, but... So you kind of get into that place, and I, and I felt like the Lord just started revealing things to me. And this scripture really stood out to me. And when I heard the statement, do you hear what I hear, I heard this scripture. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Like, I kept on hearing that. And so I, I looked it up, and it's Mark 4, 23. And this is after the, the sowing passages, you know, where the word's sown and, you know, the things of the world, the worries of the world, the riches, like, that. it's just chokes them out, like where it's stolen, like all these, all those scriptures. But this comes right in the middle, and it says, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. And he was saying to them, take care what you listen to. Take care what you listen to. By your standard of measure, it will be measured to you, and more will be given you besides. And it was interesting, I was just happened. Sometimes in seasons like this, especially this past one, I just listen to te I just listen to podcasts. I just soak in worship because I'm just like I'm just at my end. And so this one, it's interesting. This one podcast, someone gave an example of what he felt like this meant, and he was talking about the internet and about how you know an internet has a search history. So I can get on our computer, and all of a sudden, like. If I really start searching stuff, all of a sudden I've got all kinds of deals and coupons and deals news, Craigslist, like everything's up on my computer because 
my husband is a coupon man and he's the deal man. So if there are deals out there, but what happens is whatever you search, whatever you search, it will be measured back to you and actually in even greater form, which, you know, I mean, if we start looking at just even areas of just negative things that we find on the, inter on the internet, that is a true statement. Because you can start right here and then all of a sudden it's measured back and even greater, you know? But I really felt like that scripture, like, so take care what you listen to because what you listen to will be measured back to you and even greater. And I really had to, okay, what am I really listening to? Like, I'm consumed with the thoughts and opinions of man. I'm, I really, I have this issue. Like, if everyone could be happy, I would be, I mean, I would be the happy. Like, I would just love for everyone in the whole world to be happy. I mean, as a child, I would just, pe like, peace on earth. I'd be like, yes, everyone, peace, you know, which is the kingdom. I mean, one day, everyone will be in his, in his kingdom. Everyone that's in that kingdom will, there will be no more tears, you know. And so we're walking in that and seeing that, you know, impact this earth but yeah that's and that's 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 not a good place to be is to want everyone happy because not everyone's happy it's not a good thing for my household like you can ask Mitch but anyway because when you want everyone happy you know you tend to want to give everyone what they want which doesn't work very well but but yeah wanting everyone happy so yeah so just think this so for whatever that is what I'm listening to, it will be measured to me and even more will be measured to me. So these are some of the questions I was hearing. So what is defining you? You know, what are you listening to? What are you paying attention to? Who or what are you letting influence you? You know, and then what am I giving my strength to? And what do I gain strength from? So, so yeah, this, this, what is defining you? What are you paying attention to? And I really felt like I heard him say, you know, what, what is defining you? Are, they, are there things kept in the darkness that are defining you? And just like in Isaiah 9, you know, Jesus came to be the light to dispel the power of, the power of things kept in secret in darkness. You know, some of us are still struggling because we are keeping things in darkness. And it's the light that brings light to them. I know early on in our, in our actually it was probably before we got married, there were just some things that had happened from my childhood that I had never, I just, and I grew up in the church since I was seven, but there was never a place that I felt like I could bring like real things to light because no one knew what to deal with it. I mean, no one knew what to do. And so I just remember that one time I just like blurted it all out and it was just inter interesting, the thing that held the most power of shame and condemnation in my life, it, it was broken. It was, it was broken at that time. And um, so, yeah, so I just felt like that the Lord was, he was just really pointing that out. So, you know, so what will we search? You know, what's our search? What will be our history of yesterday that sows in today and our future? Um, I like this quote, we can't afford to have a thought in our head that is not his. And, and this is another one, temptations are common to everyone. Like we, we've all been tempted. I mean, Jesus was tempted. 
We are, we are not the temptations we resist. We are the truth we embrace. And so even I think sometimes we're, we're stuck with the things that come against us and we start identifying ourselves with those things. And so this place of we're not the temptations we resist, we are the truth we embrace. So like once again, what am I paying attention to? What am I listening to? And I felt like I, there's this thing about fear of man because I feel like that's a lot of what I've dealt with. And the fear of man dislocates us from effectiveness. It separates us from a life of courage, just like Daniel was speaking about. Um, and I just really just felt like the Lord just wanted to encourage us to just really spend some time and just asking him, like, what, like what, what affects my response? What affects my response um, to him? And I really felt like kind of getting back to this season, and, and it's really encouraging if you think about every year this season, the Christmas season is put before us to remember, to recognize, like it's, it's there. Like I feel like, I'm like, gosh, this really is God just trying to awaken us, like awaken us to what we have, to who he is. Um, and I just really felt like, this, there's a heavenly perspective that takes what we hear and powers a, a response that brings life. And one of my favorite passages um, throughout just the birth, when it's talked about the, just the birth of Jesus, is Simeon. And we've read that several times, but I'm, I'm going to read it again. And it's just inter it's interesting. Maybe his response is rooted in the perspective of the fact that it had been around 400 years or more between the last Old Testament writings and the coming of Christ. I mean, think about that, 400 years. That's, that's a lot, that's long. That's a long time. You know, that's a place of waiting. And so I, I, I sometimes wonder, I'm like, is that really like what fueled his response? Like 400 years that they've been, that they've, and more, that they've been waiting for, for Jesus, for the Messiah. Um, and also he had this word, like a word that had been given to him that be, he, had, he had been waiting for, for his lifetime, was to see this. So Luke 2.25, and I'm just going to read it. And I, I told Mitch, I felt like a lot of these scriptures that the Lord's just bring, bringing before us, there's, there's, power in his word like he's wanting to stir something in us and that's why I really felt like re just reading him again so Luke 2 25 and there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon and this man was righteous and devout looking for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him and it had been revealed by him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ and he came in the spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in, in the child Jesus to carry out for him the custom of the law, then he took him into his arms and blessed God. So here he is holding the promise that really is the fulfillment of his life. Like he is holding, he sees that this, this is the answer. He is the one. 
So I just love it. So he took him into his arms and blessed God and said, Now, Lord, you are releasing your bondservant to, to depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. And his father and mother were amazed at the things which were being said about him. Can you imagine, like, I mean, these words, these prophetic words, these words of power declared, you know. And Simeon blessed them and said to, his, to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rise of many in Israel and a, for a sign to be opposed. And a sword will pierce even your own soul to the end that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. Um, and I, I'm just going to add this in, too. So then you have Anna, too, in this whole, when they're talking about this, which is powerful. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. And she was advanced in years and had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage. Then, and then as a widow to the age of 84. So she was, you know, she had been there a long time. She never left the temple serving night and day with the fastings and prayers. At that very moment, she came up and began giving thanks to God and continued to speak of him to all those who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. And so I really felt like, to me, these are like the most powerful, I mean, there's just powerful responses, like powerful responses. Even as, I'm sure, as a mom or a dad, for those that, you know, have young kids or, or twins, I mean, it's a whole different perspective. Like, what, who the father is, who a mother is, like a whole different perspective when you have children. And, and so this, like these responses were just amazing. I know probably the most shaken response I've gotten, I don't know if they're, Kaylee, oh, Kenzie's in here. I don't think Kaylee's in here, but, you know, for a, a season, some of the favorite books that they were reading that Emily was passing around, I think, were these Jesus freak books. So I just decided to read these books one day. And they're, they're all martyrs. Like, the book is just filled with martyrs. And it was one of those sobering moments of, like, wow. You know, like, there's something that my kids have, like, gotten right now within them is that he is the answer and there's a place that he's worth dying for like there's there was a response like their response to these but it really shook me you know it's a little bit different when you're talking about yourself but like when your kids are reading something like that you're like <laughs> you know but but that's a pretty significant response like, they're not responding to something just whatever. Like, their response is, is showing that there's something within them. There's a recognition of who he is. Um, and so I've got a couple other little quotes, and I'm going to finish up. But one of the hardest things in speaking to me, what I, struggle, what I struggle with, is that, you know, my vocabulary is not big enough for him. So I always feel extremely inadequate because who he is, I can't even begin to describe who he is. And I have to, the fact is, is I can't, like, I'm not him. The church, 
is the bride of Christ, but the church is in him. Like, we're called to a relationship with him. With him, not through someone else. Like, the pressure is not on Daniel to show, he can show me Jesus, but I'm called to come to Jesus. Like, I'm called to seek him out. And I will be, a lot of times, I'm, I'm not satisfied because I'm looking more to what people are giving me or maybe even what someone's teaching or someone sh- that I'm looking to. No, it's about, it's only about me and him. Like, that's, I'm going to stand before God one day, and it's just about me and him. It's just about me and him. Um, and so, yeah, my, my vocabulary is not big enough for him. You have to meet him to seek him out, to pursue his depths. You know, deep calls out to deep. And it's about making our pursuit of God greater. Saying I do to Jesus is just the beginning. An intimate relationship is an every second gift of knowing him and being known. To believe in Jesus, but then not to intimately live, breathe, and move in him, to me would be the greatest tragedy of my life. It's a gift to be pursued by the God of the universe and to be able to pursue him and be held in his arms, held by the Almighty who intricately knit me in my mother's womb, who in Jesus has established and declared my worth to him. I think one of like, the biggest points of revelation for us as parents was just realizing and telling my kids, you know, we're going to mess up. You know, as much as the revelation that we have of the love of the Father and how we try to love them with God's love and show them the Father, we're, we're people, we're humans. And really, I know that he himself will only be the fulfillment of their lives. And he will never leave. As much as I would like to say I will never leave them, or forsake them, he's the only one that will never leave them or forsake them. He is the answer. So there are two other scriptures I just felt like the Lord told me to actually, three others, sorry. So Philippians 3.8, more than that, I count all things to be lost in the view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them but rubbish so that I may gain Christ. In Romans 8, 14, actually 15 through 18. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, heirs also, and heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. And that's that's a needed word in this world. That is a needed word. Like it nothing. And and that's a hard thing, just knowing the evil, like knowing the darkest darkness that goes on. Like not even that will compare to what he has in store for us, what will be revealed. So nothing compares. 
You know, Jesus is, I like this quote, Jesus is God's pursuit of us. He is the answer. And where else, where else can I go? He has the words of eternal life. And I just wanted to, to end on two things, but Hebrews 12, 22 through 25, we've read this several times over the last um, year too. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem and to myriads of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant and to the sprinkled blood which speaks better than the blood of Abel. See to it that you do not refuse him who is speaking. For if those do not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, much less will we escape who turn away from the one who warns him from he warns from heaven. And I just I was hearing the word all amazed, awakened, astonished. Um, just this place, you know, this calling out to hear him, to worship him, to behold your king, behold the Messiah our greatest gift, and our greatest treasure. That was good, buddy. I love it. Amen. Um, I just, and I don't she might have a specific word or so for some people, but I, I just really heard um, as she, um, as, as I was kind of listening as well, I, I, it was kind of cool because I felt like the Lord was not, not kind of releasing us to do any crazy teachings this, in the season of Christmas. It was more of an impartation and just felt like several words uh, for the body because she, she really just talked about, you know, our response, you know, and that really gets back to a place where, again, that whole thing of am, am I going to, I'm in manual, I'm gear, I've, I've geared up as about as far as I can go and I think, some, I think we're in that in some ways and, and a lot of people are you know, you're just gearing out that gear, and the Lord's saying, "Man, there's another Holy Spirit gear if you, if you'll, if you'll shift that thing." And I just really felt, and I don't think I have a word necessarily for 2017, but I just felt like the Lord said that 2017 will be pivotal and powerful year ahead. But to get to the powerful, you're going to have to pivot. Like there's a there's a response, and it was kind of interesting if you think about what she was talking about. Um, Mary, I mean, Mary really had three three different responses at different times. You know, you think about when um, she first heard the news um, that Jesus was going to be uh, her baby. Um, let's see. Uh, I just lost it. Um, but she, obviously, she said, you know, um, you know, what Daniel talked about last week, you know, about this whole you know, let it be done according to your word. But right before that, she's like, it says she was perplexed and she was pondering these things in her heart. Like she was like, all right, what's going on? Like I've, I've, there's, there's something more. There's something, yeah, I'm not in cruise control. She's not in cruise control. She's pondering and letting these things go. And then when um, the shepherds came, you know, obviously they showed up at the manger scene and, and it says, and when they had... Uh, uh, it says, when they heard it, uh, and all who heard it wondered at the things which they told by the shepherds, but Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. You know, she's always going, 
all right, what's next, God? What are you doing? How are you going to do this? What's going on? And then um, even with Anna, with, you know, Leah said, you know, Anna, all of a sudden she's like, again, wow, these people are, these, this is amazing. So I just felt like the Lord is just saying, you know, it, it's, a, it's a year of, there's, there's a powerful year of waiting. Uh, and, and the reality is, is that God wants to, you know, there's a, a response. There's a place that you take action in that to pivot, you know, pivot from responding to circumstances, just kind of like she's saying, listening to, and, and this is all before we even started talking. So the cool thing is it was just a, a, a declaration into it. Pivot from responding to circumstances, listening to enemy's voice, loud voice, or from our own flesh and pivot to him, you know, fixing your eyes on him fixing your eyes on him and you know even specific words uh, like another specific word was you know I felt like out of the book of Joel that God was speaking that God's raising up uh, the old men the old women to dream dreams again the young men and young women to vision sons and daughters will prophesy this year and even on what the world would consider the least it says in that scripture even um uh, even, I think he says, even on the least, I should have looked that up. Um, what is that, Joel? I probably can't find it very quick. But, you know, it says, on the, even on the least of these, I'll pour out my spirit. Like, so whether you feel like you're the least or the greatest, it really doesn't matter. God's not worried about that. He wants to pour out his spirit in you. And so I just felt like the Lord, uh, you know, that there was just several of these uh, places that God wanted to speak forth, you know, even the word, you know, Dan, Daniel randomly said it last week. He said, the only word I've been, he said, the only word I really got for the week was what? Silent night, right? And really, that was the word for last week. I mean, it was like, are you going to be still and know that he is God? You know, even in the night, you know, night is a time of rest. You know, if you think about it, nighttime is a night of rest, being silent, being still before him. Am I going to be still before him? And then, um, who was it? Um, Laura um, Swift, you know, came up and said she got Silent Night K, Silent Night K N I G H T, and the Lord just said, again, using the word Silent Night, Holy Night, like you are a Silent Night, a Holy Night, a Night in the King's chamber, you know, army, you know, to declare into. To stand and see the salvation of our God. You know, just as Anna said, I have seen his salvation. You know, I've stood. I've stood in this temple for 80. No, she was 84, but she stood in that temple for years and years and years to declare. And so I just wanted to speak those things into the things that Leo was sharing. Because I think it is that, that revelation that God wants to bring about making the shift, you know making that shift and so were you going to share I, I was definitely feeling this earlier and I think Ben Ben and Danielle were both praying something similar to this but like over the last year or two I felt like there's just been this call to the generations I know we had a lot of services where like the younger generation just honored the older generation the older to the younger and I really felt like um, just even with with Anna and Simeon, like there was just this an awakening for the mature believers. I'll say that the mature believers, like even like this midlife crisis, you know, sometimes you think, Oh, like you like you've wasted like time, 
you know, or something like that. And I just felt like the Lord was saying, no, like, no, there's an awakening. And, and I really felt like for, for the mature generation, like, do not give up because there's this promise to fulfill that which he is called. That's what he, what he is called. You and, and as, as a mid-generation, you know, we just cheer you on. And there's, there's a wisdom that comes with years. So don't throw aside that which he has declared in you and what you have. And we call that out. And I just felt like over the young generation, I feel like there are a lot of curses spoken over the younger generation about how it behaves. But I felt like there was this stirring to pursue out this place where you, like, you know him and you're willing to lay it all down. Like, there's a passion to know him more, not just a surface. And so I, we just, I just speak blessing we just declare that blessing over both of over all generations. Yeah, it was cool. I was I, I do a little prayer breakfast with Don McKeon. I don't know if any of you guys. I don't. I don't think he's in the house today. Sometimes he'll, they'll come here and there. But Don McKeon and Evelyn McKeon have been like crazy faithful. They were part of the Day Spring Church way back in the day, and then they've just been crazy faithful if you know them they have been prayer warriors declaring into the spirit believing for things to come in this even just their heart for unity i mean he's he's tried to gather pastors ever since you know i've known him he's gathered pastors to pray for unity and stuff and then you know jared and these guys are you know you'll be hearing some more stuff in relationship to trying to build a, a a unity movement and stuff and i was just talking to you know him and i just agree i mean some of the dreams and things that you guys this older generation has been believing i just believe it's coming to pass like the annas and simians are going to be saying man that's what i was believing for this whole time and like yeah i mean so i just encourage you keep at it and then this other one more one more scripture you know isaiah 30 i just felt like him saying this um isaiah 30 21 it says in your ears will hear a word behind you. This is the way. Walk in it. Whenever you turn to the left or the right, wait a second. This is the way. Walk in it. You will defile your graven images overlaid with silver, molten images plated with gold. You will scatter them as impure things and say, be gone. Then he will give you rain for the seed which you will sow in the ground and bread for the yield of the ground and it will be rich and plenteous. On that day, your livestock will graze in many roomy pastures. And so, just felt like the Lord is saying, "He, you know that that still small voice that you've been hearing, listen. You know, He's saying, stay the course. Like, stay the course. <laughs> Some of us have been looking at that light left and right, going, man, it sure would be easier just to kind of cruise off on the left or the right. He's like, stay. You know, stay the course. You know, respond. So let's just stand. Let's let's. Uh, you have any more other specific words? Any specific words? I just, I don't know. Is Trish Jenkins in here? Is she still here? Ah, oh, over here. I, I just woke up this morning and I, I just heard him say that you are a faithful woman. 
and a faithful daughter and just well done. And I just really felt like him saying, like, your eyes will see the fulfillment of the things that you're praying for. But we just want to agree that you are a faithful, just an amazing, amazing woman. Oh, I just... It's really easy when we start talking about take care of how you listen. When we start talking about receiving, receiving words, and, and the, there's an actual response to words, it's, it's really easy for thoughts to start coming into minds of like, but there's all these places that I didn't respond, and there's all these times that I probably haven't received. And all that stuff can come on, and it can get pretty heavy. Um, but there's a reality that when the Lord speaks, that His words never come back void. The word of the Lord will accomplish the thing that it was sent forth to do. And there's a reality that the words of the Lord just resound throughout history. It's like they resound in the atmospheres and they're waiting. They're hanging out there waiting on something, on someone to receive it and respond to it for it to be completed. It's not like that when the Lord speaks that word and there's a person that the word's been spoken to, if that person doesn't pick it up, that that word dies. The Lord spoke it into creation, and that word just resounds, and it just resonates throughout history, waiting on someone to respond. So I just want to speak, and I just want to pray really fast, if that's okay. God, we declare that there would be no regret. God, that doubt and fear would not rest on us, God, about places that we've missed it. God, we speak that regret and failure be lifted off of people, God, that our ears would be clear. Our ears would be clear and our hands would be open to receive, God. I pray that our hands would be open right now to receive, God. I just cannot get away from the picture of, of Enoch's name, God. Of a man walking with his hands open outside of the tent, ready to receive seed. God, we pray that we would walk that way, with our hands open, ready to receive seed all the time. Whatever the responses are, God, when you whispered, when it was a gentle blowing, Elijah came out of the cave to hear what you had to say. Mary said, let it be done to me as you have said. She treasured it in her heart. She pondered. Daniel fasted to find answers, God, because he knew you were speaking. Whatever the responses are, God, we just right now release wisdom and understanding to people, God, to respond in the way that you're asking to respond. God, not into idle activity. We don't want to respond in idle activity, God. Just to be active for the sake of being active. We ask for wisdom to respond in the way you want us to respond, God. God, I declare rest right now. Mary sat at your feet. And you said, she's chosen the best thing. She sat at your feet. She responded by sitting at your feet and listening and resting. Help us to choose the best thing, God. Not that responsibilities are bad or that activity is bad, God, but help us to choose the best thing in the moment that we need to choose it. In the moment that we're in, God, teach us how to respond. Let's just have one thing. Man, when he said that word regret, sang a song this morning, y'all know how he loves us. And one of my favorite declarations in that song is, 
I don't have time to maintain these regrets when I think about that he loves me. I just felt like, anybody, anybody have just regret on you? I just want you to raise your hand. We're just gonna, I just want to pray for you this morning. Just feel like any, where you feel regrets just like hounding you or like just a weight. Just be honest, we're not going to take much time. I just want to, I just want to pray for you. If you just want to acknowledge it and say, yeah, that's me. So Lord, you see these hands, Lord, I just want to pray right now. Uh, if, if you're around them, you can just lay hands on them. But God, I just we just pray for our brothers and sisters right now. God, I just pray for heavy weight of regret be gone in Jesus' name. God, that the, the, the energy that it has taken to maintain that regret would be gone in Jesus' name. And they would be restored to joy, to restored to life, to be restored to a place that they don't have to keep dragging that around. It's not who they are. It's not about what they've done, or, but it's about who you are in them forward. Joy, life, peace forward, Lord. And so, again, Lord, we just pray, God, all the things that kind of have weighed them down and gone with it, God, in Jesus' name, be broken, God, over their life. God, just wash them, wash them, wash them with the water of your word this morning. God, wash them with the water of your word this morning. So we pray for that in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Everybody said Amen, amen. So, Lord, I just, um, I just want to encourage. I don't want to pray. Um, I'm just going to ask that the. Uh, I always want to say freedom team, <laughs> the first responders. Can y'all come up and um, uh, also the healing team's going to be. Is that Kevin? Y'all going to be. Uh, some of the healing team's going to be over here to my right, your left. Um, and we'd also look just like for just a second when Leah said something about just. Seeing, you know, when Anna said, I have seen your salvation. Maybe there's some, some of us in here that haven't seen his salvation yet. And if that's you this morning, I want you to come uh, find me. Find one of these uh, men or women up here that will pray for you to receive the salvation of God, to know him as Lord and Savior. What better place, what better gift to receive this Christmas than the gift of God, the gift of eternal life, the gift of of his son. And so I just encourage you in that. If that's you this morning, you know, come find one of us. Come find me and just entrust you to that. So Lord, I just pray, God, over our, our week, God, as we get get look forward to an awesome week of whatever, whether it's caroling, whether it's a fleecing down in uh, Roanoke, or whether it's the Christmas dinner or Christmas th uh, service that we'll have, and just everything in between. I'm sure we have so much to keep us busy. I pray just like we've talked about today that we would respond in our hearing. God, that as we hear that we respond, that we walk in a place of hearing what the Spirit of God is saying, just as Leah declared, God, be careful what I listen to. The things that I've been putting in, I don't want to continue to pull forth unless they're of you. I can't afford to have one thought that's not your thoughts. So Lord, I pray that over us this week. We have your thoughts. We have your voice, that we hear your voice. Just like that Isaiah passage said, he's speaking. You'll hear the voice behind you. Stay straight. Stay this way. So, Lord, we ask for that this, this week, that we would be hearers of the word, that we would be hearers of the word, and we would participate and walk in it. So, Lord, we agree with you. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. I just encourage you, if you need some more prayer this morning or any prayer for anything, these guys will be up, guys and gals will be up here. Prayer for healing over here. So come get some prayer this morning.
Amen. Have a good week. We'll hopefully see you sometime this week.